everybody. It's Tracy here with the Everybody Counts podcast. It's time to look at Bosch Legacy Season 2, Episode 3, Inside Man. And I've got my man, Mike Martini, with me tonight. What's up, Mike? Everything is good today. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Busy, but good. So let's get into this. We have the episodes written by Naomi Azuka and directed by one of my favorites, Patrick Cady. Mine so, too. He, uh, I always like how he interacts with fans on social media. And yeah. he posts, I think he was posting a couple scouting pictures on Twitter or, uh-huh. or Facebook when there was when he was scouting the locations for his episodes. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely loves his work and appreciates the fans. So very good stuff. And then so talented. All right. We've moved ahead in time. We we're going to look at a murder that had happened and look at who's arrested for that and how that affects honey and harry they've also got some things going on with the fbi getting on their backs you know that's Mm -hmm. always fun and later in the episode we'll definitely catch up with maddie and see how things are going with her after her ordeal so it's never fun but i guess we better go ahead and explain the murder the crime scene that we're talking about you want to go over that Yes, that's my that's my cue, isn't it? <laughs> so we get the yeah, we get the, a couple of new characters that we haven't seen before. They're talking in their kitchen. The man is in the sheriff's uniform and he has to get off to work. They're talking about their plans for breakfast in the morning where if she makes coffee, he'll make omelets. And then it fast forwards to the next morning where he gets home, he's calling out for her. And she isn't answering. And when he gets into the bedroom, he sees that she's been well, the only word for it is brutally murdered in her bed. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure that's even strong enough. How do you describe something like that? It's just awful. And there is a pillow over her face, but you can tell it's just, like you said, brutal. Um, yeah, the so, crime scene is blood everywhere. And, uh, right, right. So we, you know, they're working different schedules and they're trying to have this little breakfast date and he comes home to this. It's just unimaginable. I, I can't even wrap my head mm-hmm. around it. And that is Lexi Parks. Her husband's name is Vince Herrick. And yeah, he's with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, a deputy. We do come to the, the point where someone is arrested for this hellacious murder. And that happens to be a former client of Honey Chandler. We see the cops going to David Foster's house and arresting him. And he appears to be blindsided. We don't know if he did it, but he certainly seems to be blindsided by this arrest and tells his wife to call Honey Chandler. So I I don't know, Mike, if you were arrested for a crime, would you call for Honey Chandler? Well, absolutely. If there was a Honey Chandler around here. (laughs) Otherwise, my wife would be like, who the hell is Honey Chandler? (laughs) (laughs) If I had one, I would call for Honey Chandler. Yes, for sure. Oh, and get Harry on that case too. Yeah, I'll just yell to the wife. Call, call Titus, and call Mimi Rogers out here. Ace, ASAP. Because even if they're not real, they can act the part, and they'll be believable. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. At first, it's just Honey, you know, working on this case. She's talking with David, and he says that his wife is his alibi. But then he talks to her further, and she, she. Fesses up. She doesn't really know where he was that Mm -hmm. night. And we learn that he has had a drug problem and the wife believes that maybe he um, is back on drugs and that that's, he was maybe scoring some drugs that night. So honey goes back and talks to him some more. And that's about the time that things sort of intersect with the whole FBI situation that's going on. Mm -hmm. So if we uh, step back a little bit, honey, the FBI arrives to her office. Uh, Matthew tells her that the FBI is there and she is not expecting that for sure, but they're very firm. They, you know, accuse her of, of being involved with the, the Carl Rogers situation and that she, they have cell phone footage that her or from the tower that her cell phone was in that area when um, he was murdered and they're just like, you are part of this and we're going to get to the bottom of it. There's going to be a grand jury. She's not supposed to do anything with, you know, any of the files, do not, you know, get rid of anything related to mm-hmm. her work files revolving around Carl Rogers. And one thing that kind of stood out to me 
I mean, the show always makes the feds look very, you know, antagonistic, um, pesky, persistent, often snarky, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of those things, you know. But I, I still was a little surprised that they had no sensitivity to the fact that Carl Rogers was accused of hiring a hitman to kill her. And she was in the hospital for who knows how long. Like they didn't even mention that or show any sensitivity to, I know this is a difficult subject. And you yep. know, what do you think of that? I, I, they're just oh, all business, I guess. Kind of kind of paints, <clears throat> paints the FBI in a bad light. I, I, I know that, you know, Bosch has worked okay well or okay with some FBI agents in mm-hmm. the past. Yeah, but you know the how how it kind of goes is that everybody else besides Bosch, you know, they kind of get the the like you said that snarky treatment, you know, mm-hmm. from the yeah. feds, you know, and you very the, condescending, very condescending as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know? But she doesn't take that. She does not take the condescending. She's like, you know, where the door is. I will not be commenting. I will not be saying anything. She definitely knows how to respond in those situations yeah. and and keep her composure and so forth. But she does go find Harry right away. Yep. <laughs> which <laughs> they talk about how that looks pretty suspicious that she would go, you know, right to him after they think that they have colluded together somehow for you know the Russians to kill have killed carl rogers so yeah she kind of played into that but she had to let him know give him the heads up and Mm -hmm. he's pretty cool about it like because he points out if no one talks to the grand jury the case can't survive so kind of just let's hold fast kind of thing and hopefully this will just go away but at the same time he said he would give the heads up to mo and creighton barrel because they were involved as well Oh yeah, um, absolutely. With, with with the whole thing. So, and they talk about how Honey doesn't feel guilty about any of it, and and Bosch says he doesn't either. So mm-hmm. this is kind of where they are with it. And Bosch does uh, tell Mo, and he then he's going to get Mo to hack into the law firm to to see, I guess, to see what the FBI could have on them. Yeah. How did you interpret yeah, that? So I, I think I think it was something that. Honey said, Bosch asked if like Matthew or Martin were subpoenaed as well for the grand jury. And mm-hmm. when Honey said that they weren't, you just kind of see the gears running in Bosch's head a little bit. Yeah. That's why Mo, that's why he gets Mo on the onto it to see if there's like smoking know, out an inside man. Exactly. There we the go. Yeah. The yeah, the title of the episode. So yeah, that, that makes sense. They're trying to see who who may be giving up info with to the FBI. So they they actually do some surveillance and follow Matthew and follow Martin, who you know owns the firm. But before that, I really enjoyed the exchange with Crate and Beryl. They were out on the porch somewhere, yep. and Harry's like all serious and he's telling them about it. And they're just not really that concerned. I mean, like they're con- <laughs> I know it's hard to say. I mean, I think they're concerned, but they're like, oh, it's you know. It's fine. And, and well, I mean, even, even Beryl says to, to Crate when he acts kind of nonchalant about it, he, you know, he's like, oh, you, you think, what do you, what part of blowing up a, a pipeline doesn't sound like a felon to you? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay, but domestic terrorism, maybe that's a bit much, but, you know, but they're just talking back and forth about it. And Harry's trying to make it clear when you get called, if, when, probably you get called for the grand jury, make sure you get an attorney. Don't, you know, don't just go in there on your own. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what's um, Beryl's phrase? In a pickle, take the nickel. Yeah, so they're <laughs> just going to take the fifth. And that doesn't look good, you know, for someone, but they don't care because they're retired. And yep. they, then, they, of course, they use some they of their... Funny yeah, they phrases. Say same line. Yeah, yeah, they got the funny phrases, same lines from the legacy season one where they're gone but not forgotten and forgotten but not gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Fox saying they need they need new material, which uh they reply <laughs> with comfortable with what they've got. And yeah. even Kurt says sanguine, even or sang sanguine, sanguine, yeah. Sanguine, sanguine. yeah, sanguine. So, so yeah, Harry kind of rolls his eyes at him, yeah, but that's yeah. just that's just crate and barrel. But um, exactly. so, that's their plan if they get called for the grand jury. But yeah, back to that surveillance. I think Harry's following Matthew and Mo is following Martin home. Yep. And Martin goes home and stays home. Matthew ends up at a restaurant and we see a pair of people in like 
large open like Hawaiian shirts. He compares them to the shirts Mo wears, which he thinks is, is cool. They must be cool shirts. <laughs> but 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 the way they hang and are open, he thinks that's that's FBI agents going in because they can, you know, hide their gun and everything underneath the shirts but it's kind of yep. funny too that they'd be wearing matching shirts i don't know if it's supposed to they're posing as like tourists like husband and wife or something maybe, but maybe. Know, i don't think that really happens i think they do it in tv and movies but you know i don't i, I, well, I don't have know. to do something cliche every now and yeah now. no yeah no it's funny it's funny for sure i'm just trying to think do people really do that but yeah so there um, he gets mo to use his camera and get over there and um take some photos and it's also funny later when they're talking about what Mo was able to pull from the files and he comes up with some type of email going out from the law firm with a lot of that's encrypted or some type yep. of exchange of a file and ends up being, he's like, do you know what this is? And Bosch says, yes, the, the drawing, what's the word for it? The blueprint blueprint. Yeah. Of the shipping container. Yeah. And so that, you know, that makes them think Matthew, but you know, when Harry even questions, Martin, I love the line yeah. where, where Mo says, old man Rose can't even use the fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they feel like with the technology involved and with the, the content, it must be Matthew. So, yeah, it's not looking good for mm -hmm. Matthew. Do you remember, did you talk with me any last season about how I was hoping for more storyline for Matthew? Like, why don't they grow this character? Yep. I remember you talking you remember, about that yeah. last year. So it's like, oh man, they give it seems like maybe they're giving him a bigger storyline, but this kind of sucks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's a rat. <laughs> well, it be seems. careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be careful what you wish for. I was like, hey, this is not what I had in mind. But yeah, so it's it's not it's not looking good for uh his loyalty there. But now at this point, honey and Harry, they're just gonna have to be together. A lot because this thing mm -hmm. is getting deep. You know, there's they're probably an inside man. You know, this could get could get really messy, and they need to be in contact. So they need a good cover for being together all the time. So she does hire him to work on or the defense of David Foster yep. for the Lexi Parks murder. So she uses that same dollar bill that she hired him with last season, and he's back on the payroll. So with that same dollar, I think is what they were. Yeah, talking that's what. About. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the same dollar bill. That same dollar bill last time. Because remember, he gave it back. You know. Because yep. yeah, it was definitely the same one. Because he gave it back in that art gallery. He was mad at the end of the, of the season last year. But they're working together fine now. So yeah, they need to be in close contact, and so that will kind of be their cover for that. And Harry, we see him spending a lot of time looking at the files inside. He thinks he's inside. Anyways, he's perusing the files. He's got the glasses on. He's going through everything detailed like he does and trying to get up to speed on the case. And we get a little more interaction with Honey and David Foster um, because she goes back with information from his wife. And he's like, she gave me up. And, and she's like, but she loves you. And she knows that you're probably doing drugs again. He just kind of had a, a look. And I don't know if he was just surprised that the wife outright said that to her. But yeah, he just it just made him look up there. But uh, he he goes on to explain six months ago, you know, he did some drugs with, some, with a friend, an old friend. And then it just got back, fell off the wagon, I guess. Yep. So uh, he then he so no, not so now the wife's alibi. We don't have that anymore. And then yep. he does he give the name of his friend I'm trying to remember. Ooh. Good question. Um, let me see here. Look at my notes. Yeah, I think he gives the name because of the fact that I think he passes it on to Bosch later on. Okay. Even in the next episode, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. She she says she's yeah. She explains that you know Luis loves you. She knows you're using and that he talks about his friend, a dealer, James Allen, and she said. Yep. Okay, that's your your alibi. So it's gone yeah, that's, from his that, wife. That, that's right. She uh, kind of admonishes him a little bit. It's like, well, that's your alibi right there. Why would you right. lie to me? Type. Of yeah. Thing? Why yeah. would you say your wife and all that? So, and I think another thing that you know is important to mention, which is not surprising, he didn't get bail. You know, he's in jail. Yep. She's she's meeting with him at the jail. They're having to have the meetings there. So one yeah, of the, one of the conversations that they have is he's in like that holding 
cage inside the court yeah 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 that's the uh she's trying to hold off the arraignment until after they see the discovery i know that's like the first day or two that she's on the case but yeah so they get 30 days uh she tells foster to hold fast you know so yeah i noticed that yeah yeah that was that was yeah i like hearing stuff like that they're weaving in some some good lines and some good callbacks for sure. But yeah, so they're going to move his, they do have time to investigate and look at Discovery because they've moved it out um, 30 days, I think was was what they said. Yeah, so, and the prosecutor said that she'd have the Discovery by the end of the day. So yeah, of course, and then uh, that was like a little exchange between her and the prosecutor. Yeah. When he was telling her that he was going to give her a heads up and she yep. says that, yeah, usually when a person says that to you, you got to be careful. You're not getting your head chopped off type of thing. Right. And that's when he tells her about the DNA. She hadn't heard yeah. that, that, you know, yep. she thinks she truly believes that David is innocent. And now she hears that the lab showed that there's his DNA is on and inside the victim. So that's a, uh, that's rough. So yes. what, what, what is she going to do with, with that? So yeah, Harry starts getting into his investigation I don't know that we go, I don't think we go any further with David in this episode. I think we. No, I think that was about it. A few meetings between her and, or between him and Honey. Yeah. And Bosch is basically looking at, looking through the murder, murder books. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's a doozy. We'll have to see uh, what, what kind of defense they can come up with uh, after that DNA announcement. But we do meet someone in the episode named James. I don't know if we're supposed to assume that that's James Allen. Probably. What do you think? I mean, that's what I figured, you know, but uh, we'll find out for sure eventually, I guess. But but yeah, we do see someone named James that's hanging out in this bar. And Mm -hmm. apparently that's where he picks up clients and John's and he's a sex worker and he has this like almost looks like an apartment has this um place at a hotel and he um the bartender kind of they kind of almost kind of have a a signaling going he's like you've got a client over there you know and he talks to the guy and they go back to james's place and before anything happens you hear this rumbling outside that sounds like a like a a car like a what do you call those cars like a muscle car muscle car revving it's an engine yeah you hear the engine like headlights on the on the window yeah you can see the heads yeah yeah some cars out there and it quickly and immediately gets james's attention and he's like i'll be right Mm -hmm. back um he leaves and he doesn't come back apparently so yeah he's gone yeah let's see here oh can i talk about uh bosch meeting the feds yes yes (laughs) Make a little transition here where uh, uh, let's uh, backtrack a little bit. So at the, towards the beginning of the episode, Bosch meets with Massimo. Yeah, Massimo, the uh, cons- that construction guy. Mm-hmm. They talked briefly about trying to upgrade the uh, pillar and the uh, bracing for the deck or for the house. Mm-hmm. In general, it's not just the deck, it's the house. Yeah. So Bosch says that uh, it's, it's already going over budget, so they kind of have to scale back. But all that's left is on the on the what's left on the punch list, the odds and ends, little mm-hmm. little to do's, a few things here, some uh, face plates or uh, what is it, uh, electrical plates. Outlet plate, yeah, so, yeah. So later on in the episode, the uh, Sabash so comes home from one of his investigations. I don't know for sure which one, mm-hmm. but at one point he comes home and he knows they're feds right off the bat. I mean, the suits are a dead giveaway. Yeah. So that's one of my newest favorite, favorite lines. lines. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes, I'm not answering any of your questions. So you can put your subpoena on the table and you can both shag ass away from my crib. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like I'm thinking to myself, yeah, he's just getting the house fixed up. He doesn't want the feds, you know, around doing yeah. anything stupid. But but then when he and everyone involved with the f- with the fuel pipe bombing were called has beens and misfits, he says, Misfits, has beens? Really, that hurts, you know, type of thing. And <laughs> yeah. walks into a house. So they, I think it's the male FBI agent puts the subpoena underneath like an ash tree or something on the table. And yeah. and then they leave. So it was just, like I said, it was just pure Bosch. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. Very typical I love the, Bosch. The whole, you know, shag ass away from my crib thing. So yeah, just, <laughs> that just, just rattled off, rolled off his tongue. It just rolled yes. off his tongue. I was like, wow, that, that's impressive. <laughs> he got all that out in one breath. <laughs> 
So, so yeah. it was a very quick but uh, fun meeting between Bosch and the feds. So. Mm -hmm. But so he, uh, that's his way of shutting them down. You know, um, yes. Honey says it differently. You know, you know where the door is. She's very, you know, polite, lots of etiquette, mm -hmm. but firm. And then Harry has his own way of getting them to leave. So, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that um, last season, just to remember that with the with an earthquake or whatever, his house was red tagged. Um, Bosch's house was red tagged and he had that big choice of selling for a pretty yes. price or, yes. you know, keeping it and, and doing the repairs. And we didn't find out last season. I don't. Did we find out? Oh, well, we yes. Massimo for the for the cost estimate of the repairs. The estimate. OK, he, that's he was, right. He was, meet, he was meeting with the realtor later on in the season. So everybody yeah. was on edge thinking, oh, great. You know, I don't want to see the Bosch house go to the wayside. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, so everybody... we didn't know for sure then, did we? Yeah. We didn't know for sure. Didn't if know if he... he was going to sell or fix. So Yeah. So he decided to fix, but he's tired of paying for it to be fixed. Yeah. So he's going to do that himself. Do we want to wrap up the Fed's uh, yeah. involvement yeah. in the episode? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know it's, it's after they meet up with Bosch. We get to see who their boss is. Mm -hmm. Two FBI agents meet with their boss, Agent Will William Barron, who is actually played by longtime actor Anthony Michael Hall. Mm -hmm. So we got. Uh, we'll talk about the other character. We added a couple. They added a couple of new characters into this season with uh, very longtime actors. So you got Anthony yeah. Michael Hall playing the FBI boss, overseer, special agent, something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They said that they could possibly get a wiretap on Bosch easily enough, but it would be extremely difficult to get one on Honey Chandler. Bosch has his signs, and so does William Barron. He points at a sign that says dig deeper on the uh yeah. on their on the door to the to their office there. Mm -hmm. And when the two or one at least one of the FBI agents kind of tapped on the paper when yeah. she's walking out. I don't know if the other guy did. <laughs> then, the, then the kind of screen uh, shows the uh, all the players involved with the Carl Rogers case yeah. listed on a board, uh, but the board also shows the uh, the Harry, Honey, Mo, Crate, and Barrel all being on the board as well as potential suspects and yeah, happened with the uh, not only the pipeline but Carl Rogers and his lawyers' uh, disappearance and death or murder, right. murder. Yeah, so. yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you see all the faces from, from last season. They're back. And I remember also talking about the podcast. Do we think this will ever come back to, to haunt them? Will this ever come up? We're like, nah, we probably won't hear about this again. But yes, we are. Of course we are. They're yes, murders. We are. <laughs> they can't we knew it up. wasn't going to go away like it was like a, a bad leaf or something like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. They're, it's definitely continuing. We've got a couple other yeah. things going on. We definitely want to talk about Maddie, but we also have at the end, we, towards the end of the episode, uh, we hear. Enter the new bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? That's, that's how I title it is. Yeah. Enter the new bad guys. So we yeah. get, uh, you have a, a scene with a man and woman having relations on a bed. Guy is getting dressed afterwards they hear a doorbell or the door knock and she says that she ordered DoorDash or something like that grubhub or whatever for food so he goes to open up the door thinking it was the food delivery but instead are two more new characters into the season uh we don't know their names they don't aren't we'll announced in yeah. this episode so the guy goes to answer the door thinking it's a food delivery but uh instead there's these two gruff looking guys that uh are there in fact one lights up a cigarette right at the door that actor is uh, just because he shares a, a namesake with me, but I don't think there's any relation, <laughs> is uh, Max Martini. He's played some good guys in some roles back in the day, too, but he's also another longtime actor. So I just had to bring up the name Max Martini because yeah. you know, we share we share common last names. And in fact, fun story, just going to throw it out there. So uh, last year, when my, my kids and I ate at Musso and Frank's. Mm -hmm. When I'd set up the reservations, they probably thought I was a relation to Max Martini because when I uh, checked in at the reservation desk or whatever, uh, the guy goes, oh, do you know Max Martini? I'm like, really? Uh, no, of him. Uh -huh. I know he's an actor that he was just cast in season two of Bosch because the news had broke like a month or two before that or mm -hmm. sometime in the summer. So like, oh, yeah, he's a regular here. So I'm like, oh, oh that's wow, that's a fun story. Yeah. Yes. So I was kind of happy about that because it's like, 
maybe we could have gotten a better table if if I was related to him, but who knows? Yeah, I was like, you're such an honest guy, Mike. What if you just said, hey, oh, yeah, hey. yes, I am. Well, I know of him because I, I was truthful. I know of yeah. him, but yeah. no relation, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, the these new gruff characters kind of walk in and I can't remember what they do exactly. Well, I, I think, think the guy, oh, I think the guy says, what do you want? Like he's expecting DoorDash yeah. and they're like, what do you yes. want? And, or, and they, I think they just kind of walk in, don't get invited in. They just start walking in yes. with the phone up with the recording. That's and, right. Yeah. And then, Oh, that's right. They bring up the, uh, the wife's or daughter's names to the guy. Both, yeah. both think big, uh, but uh, Max Martini's character is like, I, I, I can't keep remembering who's who. You know, Kara, Kara, whatever their names are, you know, type of thing, and and so then the guy puts two and two together. It's like, okay, how much do you want? You know, type yeah. of thing, and it's like, ah, right answer, type of thing. So, yeah, but yeah, we get a couple of gruff guys that are looks like it's they're ex- going to be extorting. So. Yeah, yeah, it's extortion going on. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they were just lighting the match on the door jam. That's like what a way to make an entrance. You yes. know. Like, uh, you don't mess with me. That's basically saying, you don't mess with me. I'm in charge of this conversation. Then they bring the phone in. They've got the footage. Yep. They don't care if they've got the, the if they've got the wife's name or the daughter's name. They're saying this, we're going to uh, tune up the audio and this will be ready to stream for your family. Yes, to see, that's you right. Know. That's right. So, yeah, this, this was a little bit cooler if you would have lit the cigarette, like lit the match off his face or something like that. Oh, wow. Like yeah. <laughs> Old Western type of thing. <laughs> That's funny. But That's I guess funny. the door jam works okay. So. <laughs> but they were, um, I mean, they were, I would say they were intimidating. Uh, yeah. For sure. They made that very clear that there was no choice in the matter. This guy caved right away, of course, this married guy uh, with Ash or Ashley, whichever. So, so yeah, I think we'll probably see more of them. Definitely be seeing more of them, I think, since um, Max Martini was announced for uh this season so yeah crazy so let's talk about maddie how's maddie yeah. doing mike well um at some points you think he's doing okay and other points you see the struggle not only yeah. within but also with some of her actions as well i mean we first see her in the episode where she's at a pool she throws a belt type thing into the middle of the pool swims some laps like a weighted thing. Down. Yeah, it goes down. It turns out it's like a weighted belt that she's keeping herself underwater. And at first, I'm, but um, but uh, I think she was timing herself because she had a watch on her wrist. So, so after she took a deep breath, went down to the belt, put it on. She starts the timer to time, time out how long she can hold her breath for. And it was just over a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Is this good, some uh, type of training exercise, you think? Or something she I, made up? Of- or... I was trying to think of that too. It's like, is it something that she's doing for work or is it just to try to build up? Maybe it's, maybe it's just something to build up her stamina, uh, stamina with breathing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously the, the trauma from being locked into a makeshift coffin yeah. is probably, you know, still weighing heavily on her. So I don't know, it could be kind of a couple different things maybe, or just a way to not really cope, but kind of push through the fear type of Maybe. thing yeah so, yeah we don't re- we don't really know but yeah um yeah it's it's interesting and I, it made me really nervous that no one was there at the pool it seemed like she was the only person you know yep. it seems like a pretty dangerous thing to be even if you are training you know it seems pretty yep. dangerous to be doing by yourself but yeah she comes to the surface does relapse and makes it back to the house and um that's where she realizes that that harry's she thinks he fired the contractor yep. and he's like, well, fire yep. you know, I'm just going to finish it up, you know, instead. Yes. And they have, so their conversation is kind of interesting because we see throughout this episode, um, obviously they're close, but she's kind mm-hmm. of noncommittal about her answers with things. Yeah. You know, he, he mentions dinner and she says, what are they going to do? And she's like, uh, I might already have plans. Yep. And she's uh, when she's talking to Raina later at the police station, you know, she's like, talking about not being able to sleep well and she wants to get her own place so she's just got a lot going in she i think she's trying to find her footing again you know and so but yeah she she is uh she she did have plans because she went out to dinner with paulina who was shot last season and they're at the bar talking and paulina asked her what it's like being back at work 
And Maddie says she's just on the front desk, but you know, she talks about being back on the job. Yep. But but we never see her calling Harry. Harry told her, Well, just let me know, you know, if you're gonna if we're gonna do dinner, just check in and let me know. I don't think she ever let him know anything because later after that he calls her and leaves her a message, just checking in, you know, seeing where you, where you might be. And she's with Rico Suave. So yes. So she had plans, yeah. Uh, multiple plans, plans, I guess. But it was also good to see that scene where Bosch calls her up because that was when he had something going on on the side, obviously. obviously. But yeah. it's him sitting in his living room, having a drink, listening yeah. to the music off of the record player. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this just kind of brings back season or like the original Bosch. Yeah, yeah. I, it is nice. You know. I thought the very same thing when I saw it because you saw the view outside, yes. the lights and the music. And it was, it was really nice. It's like, we need to see this every once in a while. You're yeah, right. And, and exactly. Um, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, for sure. And the music that reminds me that he had also asked Maddie if she had listened to this album that he had borrowed for yep. her and she hadn't had a chance and said she would just download it. And of course, that's just not okay with him. You have to listen to the vinyl, you know, or at exactly. least listen to it on headphones and not earbuds, you know. Yep. So, yeah, things aren't just they just seem a little I don't even know if I would say off with them. But it does kind of seem off, though. I mean, it really does. I, yeah, I don't it's... really know any other way to describe it. Yeah, um, and and maybe they're like, both just trying to kind of recover from what happened, you know. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point there. Because later in the episode, yeah. when she does come home, like I guess the next day or something, she he's looking at the case file, you know, about the Lexi yeah. Parks murder, and she wants to yeah, look, and he her. he thinks that she shouldn't, but you know, she's like, I can handle it, and and she can handle it, but she she agrees that it's very disturbing, and she yes. just but she doesn't understand why he's working the case because he it's you know. Like she said, he had sworn off working with Honey again, uh, but he is. And and she's just, well, why are you doing it? Why are you doing this? And of course, mm -hmm. we know why. You know, he's not, yeah. he can't tell her about the FBI thing and trying to have a good reason to, to be in connection with Honey and stay on top of that. You know, he can't tell her that. So, and I think this is also has truth to it, though. He says, because when I look at her face, I see your face, you know. Yep. So, he, you know, he, they're both dealing with trauma from what happened i'm sure you know I mean, absolutely how could you not so, well it takes time obviously time and uh well maybe some space that's what maybe she's trying to get some space from him a little bit because mm -hmm. obviously when she first walks in the the door that morning it's like she's almost in a hurry to get out obviously i think she's got to get to work but yeah at the same time you kind of feel like well why didn't you just go straight to work i mean you didn't really have to stop by the house but yeah, yeah. there's just some awkwardness i guess which we're yeah. not really used to with them but she does some great police work, even though she, I don't want to say only working on the front desk, but that's kind of how she describes it. She wants to be out yes. in the field. And so, so yeah, she's working the front desk, but she still um, does some great police work. Why don't you talk about that? Oh, absolutely. I love, I love how she got to get out and get off her ass and knock on some doors. Like uh, yep. another detective said that, uh, that her old man used to have a, a sign above his desk saying that. Mm -hmm. And Maddie tells him that he's that he still does, and the detective says it's as true as it ever was. And so yeah, that lady came in to say that uh, her very expensive bracelet and a bag were stolen from her car when she went into a store to make a return. And then when Maddie asked how much the bracelet was worth, thirty five thousand dollars. Okay, not only that, <laughs> but she didn't lock the door. How yes, did not lock the door. I know. I was thinking that too. In fact, in my notes here, I'm like, what kind of moron leaves a $35,000 bracelet? <laughs> well, and and, and her, excuse was, her excuse was, because it was just a quick five minute in to return something. I'm like, how long do you think it takes to open a door exactly. to steal a bracelet? It doesn't take five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie finds out. Yeah. Because Maddie does. asked if you could, uh, or Maddie asks, well, to go back to give the, to check the pawn shop detail. That's mm -hmm. where the guy tells her to get off her ass and knock on doors. So Maddie goes to visit the store and sees the video surveillance at the time of the crime. She sees the crime taking place. It was very quick in and out, or not really in and out, I mean in and out of the car. But it was also like an SUV pulling up alongside on the street to pick up the mm -hmm. person that was grabbing the stuff out of the car. So mm -hmm. it was all over in like, what, 15, 10 to 15 yeah, seconds sure. right there. 
Mm-hmm. But it's also this. Uh, it's also a little bit. At first, I thought it was just kind of like a scam thing. That's this woman says, "Oh, I got a thirty-five thousand dollar bracelet stolen out, stolen out of my car." And you see how quick it is. It's like, well, did this lady put up put this person up to stealing it out of her car? Because it was just that like, is quick. it a long con or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Is it an insurance scam? Something like that, right? Um, but uh, unfortunately, Maddie's not able to get the plates or the description of the person off of the video feed from the store but she spots a tesla parked in front of the vehicle that uh, the lady's stuff was stolen out of mm-hmm. so maddie goes to uh, see the video footage uh, i think some teslas have videos cameras all over them apparently That's yeah to me. they can record and so yeah she goes to the car's owner yeah. and asks if she could see the footage so yeah i i don't i i didn't know that they would record things while the car is parked but yeah, i don't have a tesla here. so <laughs> yeah neither do I. But, but they can do a lot of cool things apparently so yeah apparently they can so she got the video surveillance and then later on she is showing the survey well she turns the report over to john Anaki. um we've seen him in previous seasons as well yeah mm-hmm. uh, i told her that it's good work and to turn it into the detective covering the case but first, she brings it to Vasquez to kind of have Vasquez look over the mm-hmm. look over the report, look over the just kind of show her what she'd done, yeah, like yeah, the progress like she'd made. And I like how Vasquez says, uh, "Good police work, boot, way beyond what you're supposed to be doing as usual." Yeah, that's <laughs> so the Bosch family. Yeah, there you go. Maddie gloats a bit, saying that she didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. And then Vasquez said that she'd pass it off to the detective in charge. So I was trying to figure out why Maddie wouldn't, maybe because she's still a P1, you know, in her first, still technically a boot. Maybe that's why she, maybe that's yeah. why Maddie asked Vasquez to turn it in. Maybe, maybe. Um, and Vasquez, we talked about her, she's she's looking different. She's in um, yeah. civilian clothes, has yes. her hair down. And we find out that she's working for something called Crew. She's got a yeah. new job where she can... Like you said, wear civilian clothes and let, let her hair down. <laughs> yeah, which she likes. So it sounds pretty interesting. So yeah, hopefully we'll learn more about that uh, in the next episodes. And but Maddie did she pointed she did say she told her straight up that she was jealous because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know because that's when she talks about working the front desk. And then after that, she runs into Rico, and he gives her a hard time. He she tells him to be safe on his yeah. shift today and he says be safe too and and she like rolled her eyes and he's like you know those paper cuts yep. <laughs> working at the desk that was pretty funny but she's still keeping that thing that relationship on the down low for sure because oh, they absolutely. just sort of almost like talk in code about you know that they were going to see each other later yeah. you know so she's she's definitely keeping that on the down low which is probably very smart mm-hmm. for them both working there the, the other thing I wrote down about that little uh, meeting was it was a cute moment between the two of them. You, mm-hmm. know, you can tell she's kind of like saying F off, you know, jokingly mm-hmm. as she's walking mm-hmm. away. And you could tell she is very smitten. I mean, it's just funny how she's like, you know, trying to what contain contain the feelings a little bit type of thing. Then, yeah, to not away. show, to not reveal her yes. feelings, you know, in the office there, in the station. But yeah, it does come out. You can tell they're, yes. you know, so enjoying time, um, being together. But at the same time, I kind of, you know, I have to say that uh, I'm still not a fan of Rico because, mm-hmm. you know, I know we talked about it in the last, for sure, the last episode, Pete and I were on the same page, you know. Yeah. That, uh, Rico didn't help do anything when Vasquez wanted to go out and, and do something, you know. Cause mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen. off shift. So, yes, not still not a fan of Rico. I know she's smitten and, you know, <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah, we'll so, see how it goes. Uh, see so Maddie, after turning in the turning in the report or having the report turned in for, uh, has the lady come in to show her the picture of the bracelet. I believe it was just uh-huh. a picture. It was the actual bracelet itself. And the lady asked when she could get it back. Maddie says it'll be after the criminal case is done. And apparently the lady can't wait that long. She wants it back now. Yeah. Like, now now like yeah. drop charges tell the detective to drop the effing charges and i mean just yeah this oh i mean just uh i mean she was yeah she maddie tells her it's not up to you to press yeah, charges but she, yet she still insists that they drop them oh because just the way she was kind of snarky when they were filing the report or when she was filing the report with yes. maddie at first can you i know, share my thoughts on her huh 
can I share my thoughts on her? Oh, please do. What what the way I thought of this woman is that definitely a sense of entitlement, but she's a woman who thinks that she and maybe she does live in the world without consequences because she yeah. just couldn't believe that someone would she could leave a door unlocked and you know it would be fine. She was just going in for five minutes. She didn't think there would be any yes. consequences. Well, of course there were. And then when there were she didn't even really care about, you know, solving the crime or, you know, mm-hmm. pressing charges. She just wanted her bracelet back. It's, it, it's, that's what I think of her, that she doesn't think that any of the consequences apply to her. And it's very annoying. That's yeah, what I had I to say. I was, <laughs> I wasn't happy with this person, not, not the actress, yeah. the character. Yeah. Well, she didn't yeah, even care about well the Kate done. Spade bag. She didn't, even, she didn't even care yeah. about the Kate Spade bag that was, that went missing and that they did not recover you know, yep. it, it's like either give me my insurance money or give me the bracelet. I didn't do anything wrong. Well, see, that's kind of kind of brings me back to is, is this still a con? You know, it's like, I mean, hey, is yeah, still a con? You, you never that's know. a good question. I mean, it, you, you, it's never it's never wrong to be suspicious, you know, yes. in these things, because, you know, it's a crime show. So, yeah. So after she solves that, that's when. That night is when she comes home and she sees Bosch looking over the photos. And and that's actually a kind of cool throwback for uh, Bosch wear for the shirt that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. that, the, the luau shirt on. Mm-hmm. Shirt. Mm-hmm. We've seen him yeah. wearing that in uh, a lot yeah. of other episodes in the past, too. Right. So, and, uh, the, oh, that's the other thing that they bring up during that conversation between the two of them is that they got the, uh, she's got an impact statement that she yeah. has to write. The sentencing is coming up for Doc Weiler. Sentencing coming up for Doc Weiler. And and that kind of derailed the conversation between her and Bosch with the with the crime scene photos because that's when she yeah. brought up. You, you know, could tell she didn't you could tell she didn't really want to talk about the impact statement. She's obviously yep. struggling with whether she wants to do it or if she has to do it, what yep. she's gonna say. And yeah, she was kind of a little dismissive about it, you know, and, and that's when she went on to to bed, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. In some scenes, we see her that, you know, she's kind of goofing around with Rico, you know, having a good conversation with Vasquez. But then, mm-hmm. you know, we see the reserved or proper word for it. I can't like uncomfortable or just uncomfortable. Yeah. So, but uh, but then we see her getting ready for bed, and before laying down, she puts a gun under the pillow next to hers, and then she lays down, but her eyes just stay open. Yeah, she's just yeah, just Looks... not not. Not completely healed, but obviously it's only been a few months. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. But Maddie, she deserves all the time she wants to heal. Well, yeah. I I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed. It's been like four months and she's, I mean, she's doing great, all things considered. But Mm -hmm. how do you ever completely get over something like that? You know, people have PTSD for a reason. So it's not surprising that she's having trouble sleeping. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up that I forgot to to mention about the FBI case and inquiry with when Honey and Harry figure out that Matthew with the photos and everything, they figure out that Matthew mm-hmm. is talking to the feds. You know, she's well, at first she's just shocked. You know, I can't believe oh, it that he would do yes. this, you know, and then and she's like, should I fire him? And yep. I think it's, it, Harry says, you know, maybe wait on that, that maybe they can use him. And she mentions yeah. kind of running a scheme or whatever, not a scheme, but like, but yeah, using that to their advantage. And we do see her asking him before the episode is over to gather all the documents, the Carl Rogers yes. documents about the That's civil right. case. So, you know, she's just been told by the FBI, don't do anything with them. And now mm-hmm. she's asking him to gather him up and she knows that he's talking to the feds. So, you know, what does yeah. she have in play there? I know it's so... Oh, what's the word? Exciting? I'm not exciting. I think you know. It's yeah. like what's she got up her sleeve? Is this yeah. another Bosch S type move? Is Bosch rubbing off a little bit on Honey? Type yeah, of yeah. How are they affecting each other? <laughs> yeah, because they're doing a lot of work together, and they make a good team. They definitely make a good team. So I'm sure we we may have left something out, but that's kind of how we saw the different parts of the episode and and the characters involved. So do you have any other questions that didn't come up during our discussion? Uh, one, I, I just wrote down one. Uh, okay. We forgot to mention this too. During the, during this, during this episode, we see Honey at a meditation class. Oh, right. She sees a guy kind of 
looking over at her type of thing, or maybe we yeah. see her him looking making over some at eye her. contact. Yep. And then after the class, they kind of he tries to bring up like small talk. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just being paranoid with the Fed sniffing around. But did you think that was uh, like either a oh. undercover agent or I did working for the Fed? I was kind of thinking I did, that. but that's it's smart of you to fun. think of that. Yeah, to be suspicious. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I no, that's because I was thinking about that. It's like this guy just kind of comes up and starts making small talk with Honey, and it yeah. sounds like it was her first class there. So obviously. Or it's his first time seeing her. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's his first time seeing her. So yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought she's like, go away. I don't feel like talking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I didn't go that far. So no, that's, that's good thinking. You're, you're always thinking, Mike. I like it. I try to every now and then. I have my moments. (laughs) I think I ask uh, most of my questions uh, throughout because I, I tend to, to do that. Oh, by the way, what did you think of this? Anybody you want to recognize as a person of interest for this episode? We we met some new people. We saw all of our regulars. Anybody you want to call out specifically? I have three different options. So if you want to go first, feel free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to narrow down your list, I suppose. Yes. Um, I think, well, we always give our commentary. Like, I would have chosen this. I mean, it, it'd be easy to choose Maddie because... Yep you know, she's just coming out of this ordeal and we're we're seeing her try her best and making progress and we're rooting for her and all that. And I am really proud of her, but that would be an easy choice, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with honey just because she had good composure with the FBI. Yep. You can tell that she's thinking ahead. I mean, she did kind of, you know, it wasn't really smart to go right to Harry and, you know, tell him that the, the, FBI was sniffing around, but but she starts to get the hang of it through the rest of the episode. Yep. It seems like she knows she well, needs to come well, up with a re- reason. She recovered pretty quickly with that meeting too, with saying, yeah. "Well, because you know now we're going to be meeting on a frequently frequent basis. I need to put you to work." So yeah, that's what I was going to say. She she realized yep. she needed to come up with a cover for them together, and you know she's going to hire them again, and you know and she is talking things through with Bosch. You know she was disappointed with Matthew, but. She didn't just assume she didn't just go and fire him. You know, she she thought it out and she's she seems very dedicated to her client. I mean, he's already lied to her once yes. and she she pointed that out to him and, you know, made him basically apologize. But she's still dedicated. She she hears about this DNA evidence. And that's I mean, that completely throws a curveball in it. But she's she's mm-hmm. not giving up. So and she's doing her meditation like we talked about. She, I think she's staying the course. You know, she's been through a lot of trauma as well. And she's got a lot of balls in the air. And I think she's keeping it together. Well, so I'm just oh, calling out honey this episode. I agree. I had for, so for my three options, I put down, obviously, for the first one, Maddie, but I'm like, that's too easy. <laughs> That's the only episode solving a crime in one in yeah. basically two days. Yeah. Uh, so I put down both or both Mo and Bosch because uh-huh. of how they work together to track down the inside person, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tracking down, helping out honey, figure mm-hmm. it out, figure out who the inside person is who's yeah. leaking the information to the feds. Yeah, that was a good find yeah. right up front. Well, plus Imagine. all the other work that Bosch is doing. But I like the I like I, I like how Mo and Bosch are kind of working together more, I think, mm-hmm. this season now. Yeah. It's more like, because I think last year it was, I mean, they, you know, went out to the pipeline together, but it was always kind of Mo being the tech guy mm-hmm. and Bosch doing the investigative stuff. But now you kind of see them both kind of working together in the same field. So yeah, it's kind of blending more between yes. the two of them. Yeah. And they have such a great rapport. It's hilarious. And but effective, you know, it's they they work yeah. really well together. So okay, that's a good one. We do have at the end. We have some feedback in our showrunner spotlight with Tom Bernardo. So do not miss that segment of the podcast. But I think the only other thing we have is some possible trivia. Yes. Okay. Do you have any questions for me? I could come up with one. If you oh, don't, go you go ahead, you go ahead, because then if you use mine, then then we'll. Oh, that's it. Okay. So. Well, since Pete's not here, I, I, I was trying to think of some <laughs> oh, gosh. harder questions for just for Pete or be, to try to be prepared in case Pete asked mm-hmm. the questions. So I'm, I'm going to go with one of the easier-ish ones, I hope. Nice. 
paying attention to the backgrounds, but uh, when Maddie stops by the store where the jewelry was stolen from in front, what was the name of the store? I did not pay attention to that oh, storefront. Fine. I was looking at the cars, you know, and, and just focusing on her looking at the cars and looking at the footage. I, mm, uh, you set me up I'll there. This is an easy one. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a, it's a color. <laughs> Only spelled differently. Color spelled differently. Blue? Yes. Like B-L-E-U, like French or something? Yep. B-L-E-U. Oh, that's a good hint. That's a good hint. All right. I, I didn't you. totally embarrass myself. Okay. So that was the easy one, right? Now you've got a harder one? Yeah, I'll throw out a harder one. Why not? <laughs> so which one to pick? I have like four difficult ones. So I'm just going to throw this one out because it's considering it was seen a couple times and written down. What was the license plate off of the Tesla in the surveillance video? <laughs> okay, how about I do it a little bit easier? Where the first four digits are six PCI. What are the three numbers following that? Three, four, seven. I'm totally guessing. I don't know. It's very close. It was three, two, eight. So. Oh, okay. It's a little you're, off there on each one of the end. You're very close. Very close. I think All I right. just have, I think I just refuse to, to memorize license plates. I'm like, I know yeah. that you guys are going to bring them up and stuff, but I'm just like, no, I draw the line there. But <laughs> I, need, I need to write them down. Oh, half of these questions I write down. So in case Pete asks them, I have the answer. Yeah. You're trying to get ahead of him. So <laughs> exactly. Pete P.I. He's got the eye for. And we're missing Pete P.I. We're missing him tonight, but yes, he's not feeling well. So get better, Pete. Okay. I but you have one more. Get better. <laughs> mm-hmm. So go so ahead with your question then. Oh, do you have one more or not? Ah, uh, the other ones are just okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, you'll probably get this one, but what's the brand of the the bracelet? Oh, is it a Cartier? That's all I asked for. There's more. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, but Cartier. Yeah, it's Cartier. Okay. She said there was a Cartier Art Deco bracelet with platinum and diamonds. Sounds oh, really wow. nice. Yeah, yeah looks really does. nice. Mm -hmm. Good job. Good job. Top. Fancy talk. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I always like a good trivia question. You know that. Uh, yep. When she started rattling off that description, I was like, okay, I am gonna write this down. <laughs> nice. Good so, one though. I like that. I like that. Well, hopefully we will get some questions that the listeners have too about episode three with Tom. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be back when we talk about episode four. And just as a final thing here, if you have any comments or questions about mm -hmm. episodes, be sure to reach out to us at Bosch at so many shows.com. Yes, please do. We'd love the feedback on the podcast, on the episodes, anything you want to share, good, bad, or in between, let us know, reach out. So we'll, we'll definitely be checking that, that email. All right. I think that's it for tonight. We'll see y'all later. See you in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Let's move on to episode three, Inside sure. Man, and I think you're going to kick that off, Mike. Yes. Uh, can you clarify, Tracy and I were talking the other day about the four months that passed between the couple being shown in the beginning of the episode and then Herrick finding his wife murdered, and then it kind of jumps ahead four months and we see David Foster being arrested. Was there four months between the murder and the arrest, or was it just kind of thrown together like that editing wise like, was it more about maddie's maddie being four months out of her ordeal oh, or right. i think or they was... were two i'm trying to remember now but i believe that there were two circumstances that kind of helped us we didn't we wanted some time to pass just dramatically so that we could come in and see where is this character now after what just happened and there's there are little details about everything from her hair color to what she's doing when we see her for the first time. That's a scene mm -hmm. that was very interesting to us. Yeah. We could talk about that too, psychologically. Where is she? So some time that passed allowed us to kind of get into a moment and and dramatize it because it's going to be different mm -hmm. when it's the next day or the next week. Sure. But what happens when it's four months later? Mm -hmm. And I think it also coincided with the timeline for the Foster case, okay. which involved obviously a murder and then you know, the, an investigation that's happening off screen and then at David Foster's eventual arrest. Okay. So that, a plot perspective with that mystery and from a psychological, emotional perspective with the character, that time jump really served us well. 
Well, Mike gets that one because we were trying to break it out. And I'm like, would it have taken four months for them to arrest somebody? And and then I thought about it more and I'm like, well, yeah, it probably takes a long time. But at first I was, you know, assuming that the four months was only about Maddie and, and Mike was like, no, I think it was four months until they arrested someone. So, yeah, the DNA found on and in the victim was a trace of it. So it, it mm-hmm. took time to identify okay. David Foster. I, I remember reading that and yeah, I had the same question and we've talked it through with Tim Marsha and Mitzi Roberts, our, our detective sort of consultants. And sometimes that yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, physical evidence isn't always and TV. It's sort of, we become conditioned to, Oh, the person's going to get arrested in the next scene, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, right. Right. and that, that felt like the reality of it too, you know? Yes. Well, good job, Mike. You got it right. Uh, when Harry decided to complete the final punch list on his house, was it really just about saving money or was there possibly any other reason? So I'm sorry, I want to make sure I understand your question in terms of firing he, the contractor. Yeah, when he lets the contractor go, he says, I'll finish it myself. And we knew he was over budget and, and that kind of thing. So he, you know, he talks like it's just a, sa- a money savings kind of thing. But I just wondered if there was something more to it with him. Yeah. I don't know. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you sort of put your finger on that. You know, we we got him out of that house literally in a <laughs> shaking up things kind of fashion. <laughs> but we always had plans of taking him back there. It's a, a a visual and sort of character touchstone for the show. Mm-hmm. And we thought there was something reflected in building a home again, mm-hmm. <laughs> storing something okay. that was had some thematic overlay with what was going on in his own life and with his daughter. And um, we were watching people try to rebuild after yeah. something traumatic. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense for sure. Okay. All right. Mike has kind yeah. of a funny one, but I don't know. It could be true. Let's see. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. Is the uh, is the dollar that Honey Chandler gives Harry in this episode the same exact prop dollar used that he gave her back at the end of season one? <laughs> Good question, and it certainly is. So we try to have fun with that dollar. Yeah, you know, right. We keep <laughs> it alive. We keep that it alive. That is so cool. I was <laughs> like, if if any show is going to do that, it's, it's going to be you guys because you're so thoughtful and careful about everything. They're going to make sure it's that same dollar. <laughs> Very cool. All right. A little bit about the the pool scene with Madison and throwing down the, the weighted belt and, and you know, trying to hold her breath. Is that some type of training exercise or is that something she came up with herself? And what was it all about building stamina or something else? It's it's definitely something else. Okay. I I remember when we came up with that idea. And I remember, you know, Patrick Katie directed that episode and, and just shot that scene beautifully. We're proud of that scene because we don't like to sort of beat our audience over the head with moments like that. But it's mm-hmm. sort of visual language that is you could take it literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, she's training. She's exercising. There are a number of good things that fitness can bring you. Right. And then there's another level of meaning, perhaps, with what she's doing at that moment that she decides to deliberately weigh herself down, hold her breath and push past the limit. This is somebody who is processing trauma and she was had no control and was overpowered in a situation in which she, she barely survived. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, what we see is someone trying to create conditions herself and limits that she can then transcend. Okay. And um, we get a peek into where this character is in action. I don't want a character sitting there explaining to people because I don't even know half the time when we're going through things, whether we understand it ourselves mm-hmm. in life, we, we act. And sometimes yeah. we look at our behavior and say, Oh, geez, what was that about? What am I doing? So I think that pool scene coupled with, you know, notice where we start. <laughs> We fade in and it's a, a very, almost a, a, a tight close-up on her face and yeah. her eyes opening. And we end the episode with her in bed, closing her eyes. And it's it's almost the same exact shot. And we were mm-hmm. conscious about that. And notice what she does. She locks that door in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. She shuts out the lights, but we know all is not right inside because she's got mm-hmm. that, that 
weapon she places under her pillow. Mm -hmm. She's presenting a certain way, but it's only four months removed. And that was dramatic action that was, we hope, suggested there was something roiling underneath the surface with this character that is not all right. Yeah, no, it 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 played that out. I yes. just wanted to hear more about what was kind of behind it, but yeah, awesome. <laughs>